talk about Thanksgiving today. Praise the Lord. So if you'd open your Bibles to Psalm 100 and um, Psalm 100. Praise the Lord, beginning in verse 1. It says, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. I'm getting a little feedback echo here. Can somebody help them out with that so we, we can calm down the echo there? Come and praise the Lord. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that it is the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. I believe I believe we're doing that regularly and often coming together, coming together as a people, coming and entering his gates with thanksgiving, his courts, his very presence with praise to him. And then it tells us why we should. It says in verse 5, For the Lord is good, and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Praise God. It is Thanksgiving week. I hope uh, each and every family has plans to get together and thank the Lord. Amen? We want to get together for a family meal. Uh, get together the tradition here in America is have a turkey and all the trimmings and all the uh, everything together. We hope you have uh, some folks to get together with and get together with the presence of the Lord. But most importantly, let's remember what it's all about. Let's give thanks to our God for he is good. His mercy endures forever and we're thankful for him. You know, uh, I want to share some verses about that. But before I do, I just want to remind us of why we have Thanksgiving here uh, in America, and it's spread around the world, praise the Lord, why we have that as a national holiday. Well, we're remembering many years ago, praise God, 1622, the pilgrims at Plymouth Rock, Massachusetts, who had came in on the May Mayflower. You know, after a year of, um, you know, being there, they wanted to offer thanks to God for blessing their homes, their families. Together with the Indians, they had a, uh, a big feast giving thanksgiving to God. Even before that, the settlers in Virginia did the same thing, coming together and giving thanks to God. And uh, in, in our U.S. Congress in 1782, uh, they came up with a proclamation wanting to make a national holiday for all of the colonies to set aside a day and give thanks to God. Think about our U.S. Congress today and what we're continuing to struggle about and how it was in the beginning. Not only that, then in 1789, George Washington, our very first president, he wrote a proclamation and set aside a day for the nation to give thanks and then Abraham Lincoln declared it again in 1863 in the middle of a civil war. He still wanted to stop and give thanks to God for everything that um, we are blessed with. As a matter of fact, just to share the heart of one of our founding fathers, George Washington, our very first president, and what they were thinking when they were talking about Thanksgiving, I just want to re read his proclamation um, I mean, you can get actual copies of history of what our forefathers were thinking and doing in their letters. And I want to tell you, praise God, I'm thankful to live in a country that was founded on Christian values. And we remember, you know, we, we travel a lot. We see other nations. Folks, I, I'm sure of it. United States of America is the most blessed nation on earth. By far. And I believe and know, looking back at history, it's because this nation was founded by people who wanted to worship God and lift up the name of Jesus Christ. And the people got together. They planted a cross there when they landed and, and they bowed down to it with a minister that they brought for that particular reason to come together and give thanks and to worship the Lord and proclaim that this nation is going to be set up as a beacon of light for the world 
and be a Christian nation from coast to coast. So they wanted to take over the whole land, praise the Lord, for the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus. And every, every um, colony that was set up had it in their charter about worshiping God and Jesus Christ. And I tell you, just looking, being a, a history teacher in the past and, and looking in on it, America has um, shined a light for democracy, freedom of worship, and Christianity for all of these years. We've been a beacon of light for nations who have struggled it with dictatorships and communism and all kinds of things. And America has stood for freedom. Praise the Lord. Freedom and freedom to worship. Praise the Lord. And freedom to worship Jesus Christ. George Washington says this. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God and to obey His will and to be grateful for His benefits, and to humbly implore His protection and favor. Think about that opening line from the President of the United States. He's saying it's the duty of all nations. It's the duty, not just something, you know, it's okay to have freedom of religion, but our first president said it's the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God and to obey His will. Here's a president of the U.S. declaring it's the duty to obey his will and to be grateful for his benefits, humbly implore his protection and favor. He says, whereas both houses of conference have, by their joint committee, requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God especially by affording them the opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. So here he is setting aside a day nationally and declaring it for everyone that it is good and right to set this day aside. And praise God, he goes on to describe it, praise the Lord. And, and ever since then, we have set a day aside and it's also been a beacon of light to other nations to practice as well. But I'm thankful to be in a country where we have a national holiday of Thanksgiving and its purpose was to thank God, the one true God, okay, through his son that has provided access to us, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Folks, uh, I make no bones about it. Uh, knowing our history, this nation was founded as a Christian nation. I declare to you, the United States of America is a Christian nation. We believe in freedom of worship, and we allow and other uh, people to worship um, however they choose, but it's a Christian nation, okay? And because it's a Christian nation and founded on Christian principles, where God has blessed our nation above and beyond all others. And we have been a, a beacon of light to other nations, you know, helping them be free from cruel dictatorships, helping them to and expanding democracy around the world, standing with Israel. And I'm thankful for our administration, present administration, standing with Israel more than any other other has in a long, long time. Amen. So praise the Lord. I'm thankful. And I want you to think about that, that uh, this Thursday, as we celebrate Thanksgiving and uh, honoring our Lord for how he has blessed us. It is, you know, almost crazy to think how divided our government can be uh, nowadays. And, but we're looking at it and, and just know in your heart, praise the Lord, there's a, a righteous people who've been born again who still honor the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords in this nation. And we're thankful for that. Now, go with me to... 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and uh, we'll put some of these verses on the screen for you. First Thessalonians 5, verse 16 says this, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Everybody say with me, 
Give thanks in all circumstances. Amen. We've set aside this day giving thanks as a special time to, for the nation together as a whole to honor the Lord. But we as Christians, we want to be able to be thankful in all circumstances. And it does mean all. So never having a negative, whining, complaining, grumbling attitude toward things. But he says even in hard times, even in struggles, we are to have uh, a thankful heart and give thanks. It says be joyful always. See, the joy is much deeper than outward happiness. Joy comes from inside. It comes from a relationship of knowing who you are with Christ, and we can rejoice in all seasons. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Pray continually. It's not, you know, having always to go into your closet, shut the door, and pray by yourself there, but having an attitude as you're talking and communing, communing with God all day long, every day. Walking with God, listening to Him, talking with Him by your Spirit, from your spirit each and every day, and you can pray continually. You can be in a constant state of communing, walking with, listening to, talking to the spirit of the living God who lives in you. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. We can experience that. We know that now. We, we have Christ in us. We have his spirit. We're getting used to more and more uh, being accompanied by the presence of God and knowing and being aware of it. Hallelujah, and aware of Him. So we can be joyful always. Pray continuously. Come on, it comes to mind right away, you know, rejoice always. Again, I say rejoice. You know, be joyful always. It comes to mind Paul and Silas being locked in the prison and, you know, chained up. Hey, what do you want to do? Well, let's sing a few praises, you know. And they did. Okay, they begin to praise the Lord because, hey, we, we have his joy in every situation. We can have his peace. Folks, I want to tell you, there's something about this victorious Christian living. That is a simple thing, praise God, to think about. But when you begin to practice, this vi practice that simple thing, you'll walk in the victory. Practice giving thanks and being joyful and, and rejoicing in every circumstance. The victory that's in you, that's how it comes out. It's easy to be joyful and, uh, you know, be praising him when everything's going right. But he's teaching us how to walk with him and have faith in him and be joyful and rejoice always. And if you would practice this, hey, let me give just a practical advice for some of you newer believers that some of these have, have been with us for a long time. Practice this in their daily life. If there's a struggle in your life, if something's going wrong, I'm encouraging you to think about this. Let the Holy Spirit bring this up at that moment and you begin to praise the Lord anyway. It'll bring the joy that's in your salvation to you. You begin to confess Christ, confess his word, confess his truth about you and praise him in all circumstances. Amen. Challenge you. I believe, praise God, that this word I'm speaking to you right now is going to come up in the next few days where you're going to have an opportunity to fuss and complain and groan and mumble. And instead, the Holy Spirit is going to remind you of this, ver this word that I just spoke. And it's going to come a thought. And you say, wow, I should praise him anyway. And you'll begin to sing one of these songs or lift your hands or praise God and praise the Lord. You'll feel better. And that situation won't seem so bad anymore. Amen. Are you hearing me? Amen. How many of you, right now, this practical advice of putting this word into practice, how many of you receive that and believe it's going to happen for you this week? Just go ahead, receive it, have some. Hey, we give, this word is alive. It's not just something we go through the motions. We're giving you a living word, and now you're going to take it and receive it, and the Holy Spirit will remind you of it. Now, folks, if you blow it, I have this opportunity, and Oh, you know, through my life, it comes, you know, God's showing me something I'm doing. And so, well, this is how I'm going to handle this situation. I'm ready. And then you get in the situation and right away, bam, you blow it. You get mad. You get angry. You say something. Well, here's what you do. Back up and say, Lord, you were there at that moment while I was blowing it. I knew you were there and you were speaking to me and saying, shh, be quiet. You were speaking to me. And I, it was, I can stop and think and remember, you were saying that you were there, but Lord, I blew it anyway. Hey, Lord, be there again. Next time I'm going to listen. 
Okay. How many know there's going to be a next time, right? Okay. So we can practice putting this into our life daily and you can begin walking in this victory that is inside of you. Amen. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. Again, everyone say all. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Some are trying to find out what's God's will for me. Well, here it is. Here's one of them. Be joyful always. So begin to practice that and he can show you what else is his will for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. Now, it's just let's finish this. The end of this chapter here. He says, do not put out the spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Test everything. Hold on to the good. Avoid every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. Sanctify, holy, set you apart, holy for his use through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body. We are a triune being. May your whole spirit... Your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, where you make your decisions, and your body. He wants to sanctify us through and through. May it all be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Who will do it? He will do it. You can, be, you can trust in him that the work he began in you, he will continue. He is sanctifying you wholly through and through as we renew our mind to the truth of what is in us. Now let's look at a, a few more verses. Praise the Lord. Go with me now to Colossians from Thessalonians. Just flip back a couple of pages. It's amazing how small some of these books are. They call it a book of the Bible, but it's Colossians is two pages. But you can read the whole book of the Bible, two pages, and it's power-packed, filled with things that will strengthen your life. Colossians chapter 1, amen, starting with me in verse 12. It says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in his kingdom of light. Praise God. Can we give thanks that um, we're qualified? Okay. No matter how you felt, no matter what the devil has told you or anyone else, you who are a believer in Christ, you have been qualified. Amen? You have been qualified for what? Qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints. Folks, you have a rich inheritance of the saints of the living God. Hey, my daddy's rich. And I have a, a rich inheritance of everything that he's given his son, I'm a joint heir with the son of the living God. You know what we're going to inherit? The whole earth. Amen? The whole thing. Everything. Okay, all the blessing God has. Everything he has in store for us, we're going to inherit. Okay, it's all because of what Christ has done. But because we're in Christ, we are joint heirs with him. Now, because of your faith, those of you here who have given your life to Jesus Christ, you're born again. You've been born into the family of God by your faith in Christ Jesus. You're a child of the King. It says here, praise the Lord, He has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. Praise God. You are an heir. You're going to share in the inheritance, praise the Lord. Verse 13, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. That's something to be thankful for, huh? It's okay every now and then to, be, re to remind, be reminded of what you came out of and be thankful. Amen? You can, hey, we don't want to live in the past, but we can remember it and say and be thankful for what he brought us out of. That's another thing, man. We can spend some time this week thanking the Lord that he rescued us from the dominion of darkness and he brought us to the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Wow. So, so this word is so full of everything, what we have to be thankful for. Going back just a little bit, verse 10, Colossians 1. And we pray that this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way. 
bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks. Amen. This is like, this is like a, a prayer we're praying for each other right now. We pray this in order. We're praying for each other. Praise God. We want to live a life worthy of the Lord. You know, I've, I've kind of focused last week and been thinking on this. What Christ has done for us. Amen. I want to, I want to be thankful. You know, we look and see all He's done for us. Our life living for Him is out of gratitude and what he's rescued us from, and what he's put inside of us. So we always want to have an awesome respect and honor for what he has done. We want to show our thankfulness, okay? You know, I, I challenge, you know, we, all of our, our Fresh Start grads that, you know, some are staying with us. You know, the best way to show your thankfulness for what Christ has done in your life through Fresh Start or all of our members here, the best way to show your thankfulness for what Jesus Christ has done in rescuing you from the dominion of darkness is to live for Him. You know, I want to say it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But the best way I can thank the Lord is by my life. Lord, in what you've done for me, I appreciate it so much. Now I offer myself a living sacrifice to you and let my life be a reflection of that thankfulness by living for you. Let our life, as the scripture just read, be worthy. Amen? Praise the Lord. We pray that this, verse 10, in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord. Let's show others how much we appreciate what Christ has done by living for Him. Come on. We're going back living in darkness. We're not really appreciating what Christ has done. Let our life be worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way. How is it going to do that? Well, it tells us by bearing fruit. Bearing fruit in every good work. Growing in the knowledge of God. We're always continuing to grow in the knowledge and the truth. Being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might. Hallelujah. All power according to His glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. Well, there's still trials. There's still a fallen world. There's still struggle. But He's telling us, praise the Lord, if you know who He is, you've been strengthened with all power according to His glorious might that you can handle this life with great endurance and great patience. Amen? When you know who you are and you're standing on Him and trials things and, and things happen, you can press through. No, church, individuals, you do not have a right to fuss and complain. Well, you don't know what my boss did to that. You don't know what this happened. You don't know what this happened. I'm going to fuss at them. I'm going to get them back. I'm going to fuss. I'm going to complain. I'm going to grumble. Let me tell you something, Christian. You don't have a right to be fussy. Or grumble or complain. So in the name of Jesus, don't do it. In everything, give thanks. Be joyful. Be grateful. Amen? So let the Holy Spirit give us a big check. And stop. when we begin to grumble or complain about anything, we'll stop and be checked in our spirit and say, Lord God, speak to me. And we'll rejoice instead. Amen? I believe, praise God, today we're all getting better at this. Today we're growing in this. Today we're being strengthened. We're being strengthened today with all power according to His glorious might. How? By receiving the Word. You're being strengthened today. You have trouble with this? Well, praise God, you just got strengthened by His glorious, powerful Word. Colossians 2 says it this way. Chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him. Amen? Everybody say, live in Him. Come on, that's our goal. 
It's our goal. I want us to be aware of His presence each and every day, all day long, and live in Him. If I'm living in Him and listening to His voice, I'm not grabbing stupid stuff off the shelf, putting stupid stuff in my veins. You know? If I'm living in Him, I'm not going to curse Him. I'm not going to, you know, stub my toe and curse my God. I'm not going to use His name irreverently as the world goes. Somebody says, Jesus! I want them to be talking to Jesus. Amen? Amen? But not using His name in vain as a curse word. You know? How awful. We want to treat it with respect and be thankful and show our thankfulness for how we live. Praise God. 2.6. So just as you received Christ as Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him. Rooted and built up in Him. Strengthened in the faith as you were taught. And look at this last line. And overflowing with what? <laughs> Folks often tell our leaders here and our teachers and our classes and our leaders at Fresh Start, this is one of the first ways we see the change in a person. One of the first things that's obvious that comes out. Well, hey, how's this one doing? How's this one doing so far? This one's been in for four months. How's he doing? This new one in, in Christ that just came to Christ here. How's he doing? Well, you can tell by listening to how they speak. When they become overflowing with thankfulness, you know the change is real. If they're still whining, groaning, complaining, fussing, it's not happening yet. Okay? But when something happens in their heart and they become to speak, begin to speak thankfulness, they re speak joy, speak about the, the life God has given them, and they're thankful. They understand been rescued out of darkness and brought to His light. It changes the way you think, so it changes the way you speak. Okay? Overflowing with thankfulness. Overflowing. Cleave that up there for just a moment. Praise God. It says overflowing. Okay? Praise God. I want it to flow out of us regularly, often. The fruit of our lips, giving praise to the Lord. Teaching our children. We don't want to teach our children to fuss and gripe. We want to teach our children to be thankful, to speak life. To be overflowing with the thankfulness. The overflowing, I'm so thankful, praise God, that it overflows out of me and it flows on people around me and now they become overflowing with thankfulness as well. Amen? Let this, let this joy overflow out of you. Hallelujah. Help it to change the way we speak. Colossians 3. Let's look at verse 15. Go with me there. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. In the name of Jesus, I pray for each and every one here. Let the peace of Christ rule our hearts. Wow. You know, I believe sometimes you can meditate on his word and just take a deep breath and receive what we're saying. You can do that now. Just receive his peace. Take a deep breath and receive it. You just sense the peace of God all around this building right now. See, this word is alive. It's real. It produces what it says. When we speak it, life is flowing out. You can practice that at home too. Struggling or at work, job, whatever. Take a break. Meditate on this word. Let the peace of Christ a real heart and just step into his peace. Come on. I say this sometimes. I'm just trying to give you a model and show you. I, I do this all the time. Well, I like to walk outside at night under the stars and just lift my hands and just take a deep breath of his peace, of his joy. Do you walk outside sometimes during the sunset and see it? It's glorious. Do you recognize Christ? Are you thankful? You see the stars or the moon rising and you recognize that and thankful? Come on, I'm thankful for little things now in Christ Jesus. I'm thankful, like I said, I like to say it all the time, I'm thankful for a banana. So wrapped so beautifully. Don't have to cook it, nothing. Just pull it and eat it. It's full of nutrients and everything. I'm thankful for cotton. Everybody's wearing cotton. There's a big harvest going on. Look up. The field's white already. Jesus was walking through a cotton field when he said that. 
He was talking about the harvest of the earth of souls, but he was using a demonstration. He was walking through a cotton field and told his disciples, look, you see, when the, when the field is white, you know the harvest is ready. I'm telling you, the field is white already for the harvest is going out. So I can't drive by a cotton field without remembering that and seeing knowing the harvest is happening. Souls are coming into the kingdom of God, and I'm thankful. Praise God. How many are thankful for our farmers? Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory. Yes, we have several of them here. Give them, give them praise. Amen. Amen. I know our Christian farmers here are thankful when they're driving that picker through there and it's filling up those bales and you're seeing them all around. You know, the, man, the, the corn harvest, I can hardly drive by one of those big stacks that's a pile up overflowing and not be thankful. Man, God has provided a way to feed the whole world Okay, people wouldn't be starving. It's mismanaged. Okay? With Jesus Christ ruling and reigning, not going to be anybody hungry. Okay? Ruling and reigning. Praise the Lord. It's just mismanaged. It's not, an over, it's not too much population. God made a big world for lots of people. Okay? Praise the Lord. Yes, Colossians 2, overflowing with thankfulness. Then... Colossians 3, 15, let the peace of Christ rule your hearts. It goes on to say, since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. Over and over, the New Testament is admonishing us as believers to be thankful and express it. You know, I'm thankful for each meal. Guys, I don't want to turn away from that. It's still a right and a good thing. To give thanks when you eat. Jesus did. His disciples had come together. Before he broke the bread, he gave thanks. Before he took the cup, he gave thanks. It's still a good thing and a good practice. You at a restaurant or in your family or at home. And every time you sit down at a plate to recognize where it comes from. And to give thanks. Okay? So it's a good thing. It's a still a good practice. It's not something we get tired of or grow away from. No, no. We give thanks, you know. We give thanks. We have an abundance in America. Folks, I went to South Sudan, okay. I was there visiting for a, a, about a week. In the first three days, we never had any lunch. And then one of the pastors mentioned it to the guy. and said, oh, I'm sorry. We only eat twice a day here. We didn't realize you Americans eat three times. We'll get you lunch. Seriously. They didn't know about lunch. They ate in the morning and in the evening. You know, we didn't fuss or complain or anything, but it got brought up about three days later, and one of the guys said, well, you know, what about lunch? He <laughs> said, we don't do lunch. <laughs> Folks, be, be thankful. Jesus did. He gave thanks and broke the bread. Amen? So we want to be thankful for each meal. We want to be thankful for each day. We want to be thankful for our breath when we wake up in the morning. It says, be thankful. Praise. We trust and we choose. Now let's go to the verses we started out in. Matt read this morning and I opened up with Psalm 100. You could uh, turn there with me. And we'll begin right in uh, verse 1. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is good. Amen. Amen. Give thanks. There's, I'm just going to list three reasons that this psalm brings out of why we're so willing and why we want to give thanks. Here's the first one right there. Praise God. Know that the Lord is good. Amen. Hallelujah. For the Lord is good. It says it again in verse 5. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. Folks, I worship a, a good God. He's a good God and he's worthy of our thankfulness. Man, I, there's good all around. As I mentioned to you just a minute ago, of all the different things we see around that's good, there's still a lot of good in this earth. Amen? My wife and I got to sneak off last 
weekend and went for just camping right up the road in Natchez and it's a beautiful state park. You go two miles into the woods, got to light a fire. Thanks for the wood, fresh start. And it was a enjoy that. The beautiful, I mean, the trees are turning. There's a lake right there. Just spent some time together. Luke and Callie came out with Kent. And then my niece, Natu, came with her fiance. Just spent some time around the fire in the nature. Saw the trees uh, shining a light. We were walking back from the bathhouse and saw these bright eyes in the, uh, in the, in the woods there. I'm not a hunter. I don't see that all the time. But saw those bright eyes and kept shining as a little baby deer. And sure enough, kept shining and two more walked right. And then from here to the door, just walking in front of us right across by the lake. Beautiful. Hey, I'm thankful for all these things. I'm thankful in America we have the freedom. We can take our family on a vacation. We can see the snow, see the mountains, see the rivers. There's a lot of good. There's families just had babies that are going to raise their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. There's love here. There's churches that are doing missions. There's a lot to be thankful. There's a lot of good all over the earth. So we can be thankful, number one, because He is good. He's a good God, and we know that, and we come here and we gather every Sunday together and we worship together and sing His praises. I want to encourage you, praise the Lord, to use that Christian radio station and those CDs and, and have that uplift in praise and give Him thanks all week long. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. So we give thanks to Him because He is good. Now, folks, we know that there's a lot of dark, evil, and gloomy in, around the world, okay? But I want to tell you, some, and some are blinded. This world, many are blinded by the God of this world, and they see things through a different lens. They see all the negative, all the wrong, all the bad, and it's out there. We do live in a fallen world, and there's struggle and strife and problems all around, yes, but our Lord Jesus has come to rescue us from that darkness, put the light inside of us now, and one day He's going to redeem the whole earth. Yeah. Amen? So we still live in a dark, fallen world, but we have the light inside of us. But don't get so focused on the darkness that you're always talking about it and grumbling and complaining about the darkness. Hey, give praise for the light and shine the light in the darkness. Amen? I tell you, I can't. You know, we don't want to watch the news so much where we're throwing bricks at the TV and hollering and fussing when we go to work, you know? We don't, want to, we don't want to fuss so much about the darkness. We want to praise the Lord for the light and shine the light in the darkness. Amen? People around your you know, work table at lunch or whatever during work, and they start fussing and complaining about everybody on the job and about your boss and about your work. You turn the situation around and say, praise the Lord, I'm glad I have a job. You know, praise the Lord that our nation is blessed. Praise the Lord, you know. So you be turn things around, and when fussing and complaining and whining is going about the darkness, that don't be consumed by the darkness. The Bible says, overcome the darkness. Don't let the darkness overcome you. Amen? Let's put that on the screen there. Romans 12. Let's see. I got that right. Romans 12, 21. Amen? Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So when the darkness is all around and the, grind, and the whining, fussing, complaining about the darkness, it's almost like if you join in with that conversation, you're giving praise to the darkness. Stop and think. If you join in about all the grumbling and complaining about the darkness, it's as though you're joining in the choir praising the darkness. Let's don't praise the darkness. Let's praise the light and give light to the darkness. And if you have to stop someone and say, hey, I don't want to join this conversation. My God's a good God and I want to talk about the light. It's okay. You can be confrontational sometimes. Amen. Some things we don't want to hear. Amen. Or we need to turn it around and show them a different perspective. Speak the truth in love and let them see something from another angle. Amen. Praise God. So we don't want this darkness to, to overcome. It says, do not be overcome with evil. The evil is still there, but you are a Christian. You don't have to be overcome by it. You can overcome the evil that's around by the light that's inside of you. Now, so he says, let's praise him. Let's be thankful. Psalm 100 verse 5, for the Lord is good. But also another reason to be thankful 
Church, His love endures forever. For the Lord is good, and His love endures forever. Man, even when we're not faithful, He is faithful. His love endures even when we're acting unloving. You know, I look up this verse and I did a little follow through and man, 1 Chronicles 16, 34, Psalms 7, 17, 9, 1, 35, 18. It goes on and on. This very verse is repeated many times throughout the Psalms and throughout the word. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. Amen. Many, many scriptures you can go through and find the exact same word he's trying to get across. The Lord is good and his love endures forever. Hey, there's something to be thankful about every day and every week. And praise God, I'm glad that you have chosen to come to the house of the Lord and give praise to his name with us. Amen? Amen. I, feel like, I feel like everybody on the planet should be in the house of the Lord today. Don't you? I feel like everyone should, should know this goodness and want to thank him. Hey, we have an opportunity right now. It's Thanksgiving season. Right after that, I know some folks are putting up their Christmas trees already, getting ready for the Christmas season. Amen? Okay? So, hey, you know what? This is a good time because Christmas is all about Christ. It's a very good time for you to share the light you have with your neighbor, family, friends, and invite them to church. There's, you know, more folks come the church around Christmas time and Easter than any other time. So I want to create in your minds and heart an opportunity right now to maybe go to that family down the road that's not in church or that coworker that's having a hard time or struggling or whatever, people who feel like they don't fit in church anymore for the problems they've had. I want to challenge you that this is a good season for you to take that light and, you know, just go share the love of Christ with them. Invite them. Say, hey, my pastor starting next week is going to be teaching a series on Christmas about Jesus Christ coming, about his birth, about the angels, about the shepherds. You know, next week, starting December, I want to invite you to come join us and sit next to me and be a part of celebrating Christ Jesus this Christmas season. Hey, what do you say? Can I come get you? You know? Would you be willing to do that, to reach out to a neighbor, a family, a friend, and fill this place over Christmas season? So it's, it's right to be thankful for the Savior of the world. Here's a good time for you to present the gospel, to go and share the message. Jesus Christ was born, hallelujah, and he came to live. Let's celebrate his birth. Would you want to come with me? I'll come pick you up. Amen? So it's a good time to share the word and invite them to come be a part Praise the Lord, because his love endures forever. Amen. Nothing separates from that love of Jesus Christ. He also says he's faithful throughout all generations. Verse 5, I'll review again. It says, for the Lord is good, his love endures forever, and his faithfulness continues through all generations. Jesus Christ, he made that covenant. It's a, a, a symbolic and shows us when he made the covenant with Abraham, he was really making that covenant with Jesus Christ. And all of us, praise God, who have entered into Christ have entered into that covenant. And the covenant was bound by his word where he said, even if we fall away from the covenant and are unfaithful, I'm thankful that he is faithful to me. Amen. I'm trusting in his faithfulness to see me through. Even though I might, so we might be shaky, we might struggle, we might have some hard times in this fallen world, but he is faithful and all of my trust is in him. Amen? Amen. We want to live an, a, a life and he's growing us up into maturing us into bearing that fruit. But even then we struggle, he is faithful. I'm going to close with this verse out of Philippians Go with me to Philippians 4. Philippians 4 will be the last verse for today. This verse has been on my mind and heart for several months now. I go back to it when, while I'm praying and speak this word, speak this verse over things. Philippians 4, starting in verse 4. The Bible says, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Okay, so let's, hey, we got that down in our heart. 
Praise the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. I, I wanted to mention, I noticed our brother Andy Bonner back there in the corner. Hello, Andy. You know, Andy's one of us who moved down to Clearwater, Florida. Been with Real Church and David John for a year now. Amen. So over Thanksgiving, be thankful that uh, the work down there is going well. I think they had 175 in service last Sunday. Amen. Amen. So praise the Lord. Hey, that's a, that's a church that we partnered with, with Ark and other that you planted. You helped cover him for a year. Now his church is doing well and, and growing. So the kingdom of God is expanding. So it's part of what the river of life is part of a work that God did through you. So man, in your time of thankfulness, let's be thankful for, for that, the kingdom spreading there. So it says, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Wow. You know, the world has a different way. Let your toughness be evident to all. Let your, I'm not taking anything off of anybody, be evident to all. Hollywood, all of the real-life dramas and stuff, they want to act how bad they are toward everyone. They got some shows that seems like all it's about is who can fuss worse to each other. You know, reality TV. And people are sucked into watching that garbage. I don't want to watch people fuss at each other. Okay? It doesn't say let how, how tough you are or how you're not willing to take anything from anybody. Let that be evident to all. God's ways higher than man's ways. When do things God ways, it says, it says rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Everybody say gentleness. gentleness. Hallelujah. The meek shall inherit the earth. Now, meekness and gentleness is not a synonym for weakness. It's strength under control. The same Lord who said, turn the other cheek, could have whipped them all. At one time, he made a whip, and by himself, he drove all the bad guys out of the temple. Amen? So don't consider gentleness weakness. It's not. Meekness and gentleness is strength under control. Anyone can fuss back. Anyone can get back at someone else. It takes someone stronger in the Lord to be thankful and to be gentle. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Where is he? He's not far away. You're not trying to reach out to go get him, to bring him into your situation. If you're a Christian, he's near, he's in you. He's with you. The Lord is near. So because of this, here's the verse I want to close with. Do not be anxious about anything. How, Lord? How can I live that way? Do not worry or be anxious about anything. How, Lord? What do you want me to do? How do I handle that? But in everything, here's how. By prayer and petition... With thanksgiving, present yourself to God. Present your request to God. I'm not presenting my request in a desperate urgency that I'm worried and anxious. But no, with the peace of God and His will and knowing His will, I speak the Word of God and present our request with what? Thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Come on, there's a better way to pray, right? So it says, don't, okay, you got an opportunity to be anxious or worried about something this week. Here we go. Here's another practical application. Okay. Just um, make it known to your God who cares about you. He cares about that thing you're worried about. He cares about right now. Some of you are worried about family coming in. Is the timing going to work? Is this one going to come? How's that going to be? You know, how's family going to get together and, and be peaceful? You know, present your request to the Lord. Not with not, and don't be anxious about it, but present it to the Lord with thanksgiving. So we present the request to the Lord and say, thank you, Lord, that you care about this too. And I'm turning this care over to you because I know you care for me. See, it's a trust thing, you know. So be anxious for nothing. How? We can present our request to the Lord with thanksgiving.
Isn't that cool? Okay. We're not presenting our request to the Lord with a bunch of worries and fuss and say why and rehearse to Him why the problem is so big. But God this, but God that, but God this. And you're, it's like you're fussing and complaining to the Lord. There's a better way to pray. Don't be anxious. Don't worry. But with prayer and petition, just present your request with thankfulness, not with a bunch of worry and words. Did that help anybody here? Amen. Okay. I believe we're going to put this stuff today into practice tomorrow. And you're going to be strengthened and grow in the knowledge of the Lord. This is not some ancient book that doesn't mean anything today. God's living in us has practical application of how to live today. And it's a good thing. And then he says, after we do this, and the peace of God with trans which transcends understanding will guard your hearts and minds. So if you do it this way, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, nobody else around can understand how you can be so peaceful. It passes the world's understanding, but you trust the Lord so much, you present your request to Him without fussing, but with thanksgiving, and now His peace comes to you that passes understanding. The world can't, can't get it, but you have His peace even in this trial because when you requested to God, you gave him thanks for it already. You're showing your faithfulness that he believes, that he's with you, that you believe in him, and that you're trusting him. Amen? Hallelujah. Father, we are thankful. Lord, you are good, and your love endures forever. Forever, You are, thankful. You are faithful to us even when we struggle. So, Father, by faith in your word, we're going to apply this to our life. We're going to walk in joy and gladness. We're going to exhibit thankfulness, Lord God. We're going to change our mindset and our attitude from fussing, complaining, to being overflowing with thankfulness. Lord, I pray your presence will be known in every family this week as they gather to carve the turkey, as they gather to have a meal, Lord God, that they will stop and give you praise and give you thanks. And all their children and children's children will know what, you, what we stand for. In Jesus' name. Hey, we love you all. Have a great week.